Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Companions of the Message. This is Sara. And this is Maha. So this is the second episode of our marriage series. Inshallah, we'll be talking about the engagement process, what to look for in a potential husband or wife, how that process should look. And a lot of what we're saying is really our personal opinions. Mm-hmm. So don't think everything's Islamically related. This series is more so of our opinion with some hadiths, with some ayat that do support some of the opinions, right? Mm-hmm. If something isn't with your line of thinking, just dismiss it and move on to what is, right? Or maybe open up your mindset to other opinions, mm-hmm. right? So I think it's important to start this episode off mentioning the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ that we've all heard of. يَقُولُ الرَّسُولَ so the Prophet says that a woman is married for four things. For her wealth, for her lineage, for her beauty, or for her piety. And then he says, select the pious, may you be blessed. And obviously when you're listening to this, you should think about both um, male and female. So we're yeah. not going to just focus on... Um, if we say one gender, just know we, we're applying it to both. Yeah. We might say he more because we are women. Yeah. But it doesn't mean this doesn't apply to women as well. This one's for you, white gold. Yeah. So someone who fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will treat you with respect because he's not only trying to please you or impress you, he's thinking about Allah first. Mm-hmm. Someone who fears violating the rights of Allah will also fear violating your rights. And I can't mention that hadith without mentioning this other hadith of the Prophet where he says, So if you see someone who has good deen mm-hmm. and has good manners and good character, then marry them. And then he says, And then he says, if you don't do that, there will be lots of fitna, right? Lots of corruption and tests. And so you shouldn't marry a person with one without the other. Someone who's known for their deen, who's known for their religion and, and their piety mm-hmm. without the other, without having good character. Because someone with deen and terrible manners is not someone you want to live the rest of your life with. Is not someone who you want to be the father of your kids. Um, the Prophet says that the worst of people to Allah are those who others run away from in fear of what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. In fear of what's going to come out of their mouth. You don't want to marry someone like that. As, as religious as someone can be, there are people who have like so much knowledge and so much deen, mm-hmm. but at the same time, they're not really applying that knowledge and they're terrible to the people in their life and you should yeah. avoid them. And that was like one of the first points that I had too, was focusing on, on the man or the woman being a Muslim. And even though we know it's allowed for a man to marry a non-Muslim, as long as she's from Ahlul Kitab, Jewish or Christian, but even within that, like there has to be some sort of level of respect for your religion, yeah. right? Akhlaq is respect. If this person is a Jewish woman or a Christian woman and she has no respect for your faith, like why would you want her as your wife? You have to know marriage is a step towards Jannah. Yeah. And if this person you're marrying isn't taking you to that route, then that's not the marriage you want. But again, the first thing I wanted to mention was just on akhlaq, on morals, on their on their principles, on their values. Because Sheikh Ali, like he's our Sheikh in Upper New York, and he's constantly telling us, like, you know, if you're going to marry, think of his character. Because if you marry someone who doesn't pray but has so much good character and is such a good person, it's easy for you as his wife, as his fiance, to push him to salah. It, it, he just needs that nudge. Yeah. But if you were to marry someone who prays, who fasts, who does everything by the book, but his akhlaq, his morals, his character is terrible, it's unlikely for you to change his character. Mm-hmm. You're more likely to influence somebody's relationship with Allah than to influence their character and how they deal with people. So this is something to consider. Like when you are getting engaged, a lot of us like, oh, if he doesn't pray, it's automatic. No. Sometimes I'm like that too. You know, that's the first question I ask. I say, does he pray? 
But then again, I, I don't just automatically like knock them off completely. Yeah. I first then, okay, how is his character? How is he with his family? How is he? If it's all not working, it's not worth it for me, right? Yeah. I don't care what his status and community is or what, how much he makes. If his character isn't there, yeah. there's, no, there's nothing you can build on for me, my personal opinion. Yeah. And I really like that, Maha, because it's important that we're not just looking at checking off all these boxes, mm -hmm. but really focusing on how that person is, right? How they treat people, their regard for people's feelings. Mm -hmm. That's a huge red flag if they're making people feel terrible, if they're making people feel less than. Yeah. And it's important, like, I think for me, akhlaq, when I'm measuring it, right? Because you have to measure everything that you want in a man. You have to compromise. Not everything's going to be at 100. Nothing is going to be at 100. Yeah. So when I think of, like, akhlaq, and when I speak to other girls, too, like, it's something that needs to be above 70. To begin, 70 is average, right? Mm -hmm. When you tell someone, oh, I got a 70, you're an average student. Mm -hmm. To have an average amount of akhlaq is the, is the, the bare minimum to yeah. begin with. So if this person isn't even at 70, good luck. <laughs> That's all yeah. I'm going to say. <laughs> And to add to that, I think it's important to ask about the person that you're getting to know. Yeah. Because you can't just assume that the person you're talking to is an accurate reflection of who they actually are. Yeah. Because most of the time, that person is going to show you the best version of themselves, right? So it's important that you're asking around, you're asking their friends, you're asking family, you're asking people who closely deal with that person to make mm -hmm. sure that they are really the person that they say they are. Yeah. And a lot of the times, their Facebook page, their Instagram page, their friends, we look at the pages they like, the people they follow, yeah. the comments that people leave on their photos, like everything's a reflection of you. Mm -hmm. You want to know a person's religion? Look at their friends. So it's really important to use these social media outlets for the best. This is the moment where you should be doing your research. Mm -hmm. I think, honestly, divorce rates are so high now because our priorities aren't straight with what we're looking for. So remember that the Prophet said, if you're not looking for deen and khuluq, you're causing a lot of fitna mm. to occur, right? A lot of corruption. And so like, honestly, from personal experience, when I see two people coming together and the main thing that brought them together was everything else besides deen and khuluq, yeah. everything else besides religion and, and character, right? His job or how he looks or how funny he is. Or how the wedding's going to look, yes, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, you're literally setting yourself up for failure, in my opinion. Yeah. You're choosing this man to be the father of your kids based on what? How handsome he is? Exactly. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So when you're getting to know the guy through that engagement, because what is the engagement process really? When you hear the word engagement with non-Muslim, it's such a huge commitment. Like it's a word that's heavy for them. Mm -hmm. That's basically they're married. But when it comes with us with, with being Muslim, being engaged is you just getting to know him right? In a more deeper personal level. Yeah, there are cultures who allow getting to know the person before pre-engagement, right? But when you are engaged, that's all it really is. It's a continuation of you getting to know him. Mm -hmm. You are not tied down to this man or this woman. You are just getting to know him. And with that, you should be asking these questions like, how do they react mm -hmm. to their emotions? What do they do when they're sad? When he has an argument with his sister or his family, the closest people to him for those reactions, like, you know, and pay attention to that throughout the engagement. Mm -hmm. How does he react to you when you upset him? I know one friend told me she goes purposely upset him oh my God. <laughs> to, to really get like the real reaction yeah. out of him and not just like what he says. Yeah. SubhanAllah. So to add to that, I think you should also make sure that your, both of your priorities align. Mm -hmm. You need to make sure that the things that are most important to you, your priorities the other person admires those priorities or at least respects them. Right? That's the least that they can give you. They can get, the least that they can give you is respect. So for example, if you want to pursue an education and the other person doesn't really think that's amazing, which he should, that's yeah. an admirable thing, mm -hmm. the least that he can do is respect the fact that you want to pursue an education. If there is no respect, I feel like that 
causes a lot of issues in the future, at least from what I've seen from yeah. like, you know, the people that have gotten divorced or have had issues in their, in their um, marriages. It was usually because one person saw something as really important and the other person didn't even respect that thing. Yeah. That was my third point as well, was that marry someone or get engaged to someone or get to know someone that has an open mindset, that's, that has awareness, mm-hmm. that's not dumb. Mm-hmm. And I know that's like, you know, oh, don't marry someone dumb or don't get engaged to someone who's dumb. But really, have a conversation yeah. with this man and with this girl. If there's nothing meaningful to this conversation, if the guy's just focused on money and the girl's just focused on spending the money or whatever the case may be, like, think about it. Can I live my whole life conversing with this person? Because that's all marriage is. It's a lifelong commitment, conversation, relationship everything right so if you're not seeing a conversation happening with this person or a a disagreement being able to be respected upon or like at least being open to listening to you what are you really getting married to you know it's not just about the flashy lights and the the wedding and you know having kids it's all beautiful but it has to have meaning with it It has to have like that foundation of okay this is someone i can have a conversation with this is someone that's going to value what i value yeah So it's knowing what you're able to compromise and what you're not able to compromise. Shout out to Dina. She actually sent that to me. Um, It's like knowing what things you're able to let go of and what things are too important. Yeah. So if if this person is trying to let you compromise something that is your number one priority, like how do you, I feel like how do you expect that, that relationship to work out? Exactly. This number one thing that's so important to you can't be, can't be compromised with him. Imagine everything under that number one. It will always be pushed to the side. Mm-hmm. Marry someone who has thought, who has purpose, and who has I, knowing that you also have thought and purpose too. That you want to live through your, you know, ambitions and your and, and reach your success. Mm-hmm. So the next advice that someone actually sent me was that it's okay to be older and not married. So this is coming from a married woman, and she said that don't let your family or your culture pressure you into it. So if you're getting to know someone under that pressure, yeah. You need to know that everything is, the, the lines are just going to be blurred. You're not going to really know how you feel because you might be focused more on just getting married than mm-hmm. the actual person. Very and when nice. things are rushed, it, it, it's not, you're setting yourself up for failure again. Her exact words were, I was married so young and it was hard for me and it was hard for us to adjust because I didn't know much about marriage. I didn't know the responsibilities. I didn't know how to care for myself and for another person. Mm -hmm. And she said, and I'm not talking about cooking. I'm talking about (laughs) knowing how to talk to another person and how to express how I feel to another person. Right. So Mm -hmm. she said that being a wife is just different from being a friend or a sister. It's completely different. And she said that she wishes she knew that before, you know, being pressured into this marriage thing. And I love that note because I also added some notes of why you shouldn't get engaged, right? One mm-hmm. of them is that being pressured or feeling, or feeling like you're a burden or feeling that you're, you've reached your, your age limit, Yeah. right? Um, also, another reason why you shouldn't just get married to get married because, again, it does blur who it is you're marrying. Yeah. And then you end up in a really tough marriage that you really have to work hard for or, you know, live, live through. So, um, again, feeling like a burden uh being guilted into it Mm -hmm. having these false hopes and dreams right you want to get engaged because i want this guy to like live the my instagram fantasies yeah or settling down right you just feel like you know it's just it's time you have to know that these and i'm saying like these can be reasonings with the ultimate reasoning right with you wanting to complete your dream but if this is your only reason in getting married you will get married to the wrong person right mm-hmm. another reason is to escape right a lot oh, of us yeah. have this culture right <laughs> i know when we put out that single one some uh people from my culture are saying well in our culture the only way you get to go to school and get to have a job is when you do get married yeah so like a lot of things are um by circumstance right yeah. so for a lot of us it is a, a means of escaping but you have to know like 
it's not worth it. Yeah. It's not worth you misjudging who you're about to marry. Yeah. You have to go into this engagement process with clear eyes and knowing that you are worth the best. And if this is not reflected in this man, another will come or he'll get his act together. And that's why we had a full episode on appreciating what you have now because sometimes you're escaping from something and going to something much worse. Yes. You don't, you really don't know what you're getting yourself into when you get married because this is a completely different person. New life. This is literally... You're going to be married to this person longer than you were with, living with your parents. I know. If you think scary. about it. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty scary. <laughs> so you need to really have clarity when you're getting to know them and not have all these other reasons overpower the main reason, which is that I like this person enough to marry them. So my next point was involving your parents as soon as possible. This is, this is a really important point just because it might cause problems that, that could have been avoided from the get-go. So you meet someone and you really like the person and then you take too long to involve your parents in the, in the process and then when you finally do involve your parents in the process it becomes a lot slower than you expected yeah. but that's only because you already like the person mm -hmm. you, you're already ready to get married when they're still at square one yeah. right? they don't even know the person and they're still trying to get to know them and so it causes like issues it causes problems between you and your family and that's the last thing that you want when when you're getting to know someone and you're trying to get married yeah. you don't want to have problems with your parents you don't want to and subhanallah i think this is a really important point because i feel like that's what in the engagement process comes with sometimes you having issues with your mom or you having issues with your dad but if someone is coming into your life and they're causing you to have issues and problems with your parents the people that you're supposed to care for the most mm -hmm. the people that you have you should show the most mercy to then you need to reevaluate your character with your parents mm -hmm. and then to add to that before you reach that point where you involve your parents if you're dealing with someone you need to also keep in mind that a lot of the time people make promises that they don't always keep yeah. it doesn't mean that the person is being 100% truthful when they show interest in you and you know just because someone is giving you some attention it doesn't mean that they're meant for you and that's really important even when someone is coming to ask for you to come coming to ask for your hand through your father or whatnot that doesn't mean that this person is meant for you. I feel like sometimes some girls, they don't always get that kind of attention. Yeah. And the minute that they do, they're all in. Yeah. And that, that's, a, that's a huge problem. You need to know your worth. You need to re-listen to our first podcast <laughs> and realize that you are much more than that. Like, you are much more than the attention that you get from a man. SubhanAllah. I remember once there was two guys asking for me. And I was telling my friend, I was like, I don't know which one to pick. She's like, you don't got to pick any of them. Yeah. <laughs> I said, you're right. <laughs> Not yeah. to say that I say no just like that, but it was yeah. just like I didn't know which one was less of like me settling. Yeah. Right. So then she, when she said that, I was just like, that's so true. Just because I'm getting that attention, like you're mentioning, right? Doesn't mean this is it. This is the end all be all for me. Yeah. Another thing to consider when you're getting engaged, right, is there has to be attraction. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't mean this person has to be gorgeous. He has to be attractive to you. Whatever level that is for that person. And don't judge it based on your friends. Oh, he's not that good looking. Oh, you can do better. If you feel that attraction, right? And everything else is meeting that standard of whatever 70%, 30% of that, 40% of this, whatever it is, and the attraction is where it's enough for you, then move on with that, right? Mm -hmm. But don't base it just on attraction, right? I feel like that is not to say shallow, but you're limiting the other aspects of this person. You're limiting your awareness in getting to know the other parts of her or the other parts of him, right? Mm -hmm. You're just like, she's so beautiful, she's gorgeous, yeah. but then you're, you're not focusing on the other aspects as well. So just give yourself that, that um, ratio of like, okay, as long as I'm attracted to him, there has to be that attraction. There needs to be a balance. Exactly. You shouldn't completely disregard the way someone looks. Because eventually, you know, you're going to marry this person <laughs> and you're going to see them every single day. But there's a, there are girls that do that, right? Yeah. There are girls who literally, 
he could be something that she's not looking for at all, right? Mm -hmm. But then she marries him. Mm-hmm. And throughout her whole marriage, she's so like embarrassed to go out with him, to go to a wedding. And and I'm not speaking on my behalf. I'm speaking on many sisters that have spoken to me about this, this insecurity they have of their husband's looks because they were they are attracted more so to his personality than his looks. Which I'm, I, I'm and I'm saying there has to be a balance. Yeah, you don't want to have that insecurity with your husband. You should be attracted to your husband or your wife. So this is an example that Sheikh Ali gave us that when you are wanting to drive, right, you first have to start with the written test, right? Mm-hmm. Then you practice driving, right? The written test is sort of like the engagement, getting things done on paper and getting to know the person. Yeah. And then it's the driving, getting to know the person, driving the car. But even when you're learning to drive, you still have to learn to do what? To park. Oh yeah. And parking is like sort of like a divorce, right? You have to know about divorce just in case it does happen. Yeah. Right. Even though you don't park all the time, you're driving majority of the time when you're, when you're in your car. But you still have to know that there are moments where you're going to have to park. And there might be a moment right, where you have to consider this aspect in your marriage, a divorce. Mm-hmm. So it's good to be well-rounded in everything when it comes to marriage. So even if you're someone who's completely single and you're just like, all right, I want this to the next three episodes. You have to be well-rounded in, in it all. So when you are getting engaged, right, when you do the the Fatiha and you're engaged to this person, and I just want you to know this engagement is just an extension of you getting to know this person. He is still not your husband. She is not your wife. He is not your mahram. You are not allowed to be alone with this person. Mm -hmm. He is not allowed to see you without your hijab yet, right? This is the engagement. It's just an extension of you getting to know this person further. And this is not the moment where you just fall in love and just talk about how much you love him and how beautiful she is and how much you love her, this is not the moment. Mm-hmm. This is the moment to plant ideas and, and, and theories and understandings in, in this person's mind. Yeah. That, this is the moment. This is when you're, you have him or her wrapped around your finger. You guys are both, during the engagement process for the most part, really understanding, right? Yeah. SubhanAllah. So build these ideas and, 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 and values and values that you want in this person while you're engaged. Mm-hmm. Save the I love yous and how you know in love you are with them for the marriage part. While you're engaged, keep your language clean. Classy. Keep classy, yeah. A lot of us think, oh, we're engaged to this person. We have to constantly be on the phone with them, yeah. constantly be with them, constantly. Yeah. No, this is an, a door for a lot of problems. Yeah. They're not entitled to your time yet. Exactly. This is, like I said, an extension of getting to know the person. Mm-hmm. Once he becomes your husband, then he fulfills those rights. Yeah. And the last thing I wanted to mention is if the engagement is called off, right? So again, this was just an extension of you getting to know the person. Engagements get called off all the time with Muslims, right? It's not like, you know, a big thing. (laughs) There are girls who I know have gotten engaged four or five times and it's, you know. Don't let it make you feel bad about yourself. Exactly. And don't feel like you're committed to something. If you see these red flags while you're engaged, act on them. Don't be blind. Yeah, there are so many girls who are married now. Or divorced now, and they say that they wish they said something about the red flags that they saw when they were engaged. Exactly. They wish they can go back and, you know, break things off then, and, you know, now they have, like, three kids, and it's far too late, for them at least, for how they... For how they feel, yeah. Yeah. So I completely agree. When you see those red flags when you're engaged, approach them, acknowledge them, talk it through, and if it's something that's not being understood on both ends, act accordingly. So what if your engagement gets called off? I just wanted to mention, like, one or two points, Okay. For the things that were mahr, right, that were a dowry for the girl, you are to return it, right? Because that was just part of the arrangement for the marriage. But if it was something that was a gift, right, Mm -hmm. if he gifted you something from himself, Mm -hmm. you are allowed to keep it. And if you want to return it, you can. 
but you're not obligated to return gifts. You're obligated to return the mahr. So if your engagement ring was part of your mahr, you are to return that. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that was part of your dowry, you are to return it Islamically. And these are some points that Sheikh Ali shared with me um, a few years back when he was going through engagement and marriage. So this is going to close our episode on engagement. Inshallah, you guys benefited from our advice and opinions. And if you don't agree with something, it's totally fine. You can comment on our Twitter and Instagram pages, um, Companions of the Message, um, with your with your own opinions. Use the hashtag um, CMGems, guys. Next week, we're going to have a guest speaker, and we're going to focus on the rights of the husband and wife. So, Jazakumullahu khairan. See you guys next week. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.